All right, welcome to another Indecorous podcast. Purveyors of fact, farce, and fucked up history join in this futile quest for knowledge. Have a laugh, learn a fact, and try out all our super safe childproof life hacks. As always, we have Carlos. Yep. Bobby. Yo. And today our special guest, comedian Paul Hooper. Yeah, man. Huh? And I'm Ian. I'll be your drunk driver through this collision course of nonsense. All right, gang, so our lead topic this week, the Blue Whale Challenge takes down another two teenagers in the U.S. Some people have heard of this, some people may not have, but uh, it's an internet-based game out of Russia that is dropping teenagers left and right. So I'll let Bobby lead us off here and we'll learn about the Blue Whale yeah, Challenge. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Sounds like a native Alaskan like rite of passage or something. <laughs> yeah. Recently, a 14-year-old San Antonio teen was found dead in his closet from an apparent suicide hanging. But what makes this death more zany than the standard erotic asphyxiation death is the fact that he was streaming it live with his cell phone. Authorities later discovered that this kid, Isaiah, was participating in the famous Blue Whale Challenge. I mean, just for the folks at home, he didn't spell asphyxiation right. Oh! <laughs> Score! Yeah. A $3 word. Points for Ian. <laughs> so, around the same time period, a 16-year-old teenage girl from Atlanta also went down doing the Blue Whale Challenge. The game seems fun at first. Really? Well, I would hope so. If so many people are dying from it. Yeah, you're out there in the ocean with your spear, you know? People search out a, quote, blue whale challenge curator. Jesus, this is, like, very official. Uh, who starts providing them with daily tasks they must complete and document by recording it with their phone. These start off innocent and fun. Being asked to wake up at 4 a.m. for a whole week is a common level one task. This does sound fun, though. All right, so Sounds you get, like they're in like a dumb sub relationship. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically what it is. Like get somebody to boss you around. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like give a you orders. S&M flair to it. You kind of put yourself out there and people just start giving you shit to do and you yeah. feel like you got a sense of purpose. So it gets progressively yeah. weirder. All right. So I'll let Paul take his on this All next right. one here. Midway through the game, participants are asked to carve symbols of whales into their body with knives. In the later rounds, they are asked to discontinue sleeping and to binge watch horror movies. Finally, these sleep-deprived... Already depressed teens are susceptible to the final challenge, which is to kill themselves on camera. Oh, okay. Holy shit. Jesus. <laughs> well, that's a shame. This sounds like the plot of some <laughs> it horror It really movie. could be a horror yeah. movie, yeah, yeah. Or it sounds like it could be the way they pick the people for the Blue Man group. Does this all go the same way every week, every time, though? Because someone would seem like... All these computer nerds would know, like, hey, they're going to ask you to kill yourself yeah. when you're oh, yeah. real tired at the end of this week. Yeah, but they asked. I mean, you got to do it at that point. You're committed. <laughs> yeah, you got to commit right. to the bit, right? The yeah, etiquette of the internet. Yeah, that's right. If, if we know anything about teenagers, they're committed to uh, <laughs> loyalty to a cause. <laughs> and there's no payoff, is there? Yeah. There's see, no win. To the audience. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. For us. I mean, for podcasters. I mean, we all get to come, you know? story. So the origins of this, it's based in Russia. Say of that course it is. Yeah. <laughs> so it started in Russia. It took down approximately 200 teams worldwide so far. The name The Blue Well Challenge has been linked to a famous Russian band called Lumen. The band has songs with lyrics about blue whales, suicide, and the internet. When yeah, because those are all related. <laughs> <laughs> Remember all those metal bands from the 80s that would talk about killing yourself and then some mammal from the sea? Yeah, but also yeah. flamingos. It's a metaphor. You know, it's like they have these, everything is about feces or death or darkness, but they talk about happy things. Did the band have any comments about this? They did. They were interviewed, and apparently they just said uh, they were flattered that kids were playing an internet game based on <laughs> Wow. They just give a shout out, like, on each new album of all the kids that killed themselves. Remember, <laughs> remember when the kids were killing themselves to like a Black Sabbath and then Ozzy oh, yeah. was like, I'm just flattered that they're listening to our lyrics. <laughs> I mean, to be I'm fair, I'm just though, flattered they're playing our albums in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> the Blue Whale thing was going to be like some how long a Blue Whale could hold its breath. You know, like or something. To be fair, though, isn't this like a small step up from like eating Tide Pods? <laughs> oh, yeah. it is. I, yeah, really? it's way more interesting than that. You should look up their... See if they have any videos. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. I want yeah, to check out Lumen see them now. fucking rehearse. I think they, they said the whole thing was basically a goof. Like there was a, a Russian <laughs> sociology or psychology student that kind of was behind this. And, and sort of the line he had was, 
He just knew that there was kids that were depressed and he wanted to fuck with them and see how far he could take it. And his thinking was, they'll do brain surgery if they think it's going to get them likes on Instagram, right? So they figured, hey, let's just yeah. uh, let's fuck with them and see. Let's see how he didn't think it was going to ever like go that far. But he but, still put the suicide thing in at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just, <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Take it as far as you can. <laughs> he was just I don't joshing. know what's going to happen, but oh, look, 200 yeah, 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 let's, let's take it to the point of no return. <laughs> yeah. 200 died. Yeah, right? 200 died so wow. far. Yeah, yeah. Did anyone charged or was there more? So there was a Russian guy that was charged. He, at first, he was trying to brag about it. Like, I'm the guy that created it. And then when it got serious, like he was going to do some time, he was like, oh, no, I was just, oh, I, I just made it up. I was just trying to get internet likes or whatever. Is this oh, that what, was Giuliani. I think that, uh, <laughs> I think that is what uh, Yakov Smirnov has been up to lately. <laughs> That's right. And Branson. Yeah. So we have to do a call back to the No Fat Movement we covered in Episode 7. You know about the No Fat what's, Movement? What's the No Fat Movement? Fat or No Fat? Fat. F-A-P. Fat. Fat. No, I have no idea what's Yeah, do the noise. Okay, okay. so it's basically like the sound when you're jacking off is like a... You know, so it's like... When you're jacking off, you're also So it's based on the sound that you make when you're doing your business, and it just took the term fap. And apparently there's been this whole movement of people doing the... No Fap November, where they just don't masturbate for a month. But this guy is like the unofficial mascot of the No Fap movement. His name is Peter Fuchin, and he was a famous Danish Arctic explorer. And legend he, has it. He looks like a bear of a man. Yeah, oh, just God. like a he real manly like, man. He looks, yeah, he looks that little lady tall. that's, yeah. He just got done strangling a polar bear, and now he's doing this. So he was stranded in an Arctic snowstorm, so he fashioned a chisel out of his own shit, killed some animals with it, scaled a mountain, and didn't masturbate the whole time. So All you right. shouldn't either. So the whole legend really is around this shit chisel. So he fashioned a chisel out of his uh, own shit because it was so cold. That's yeah. the end of the Blue Whale Challenge. Kill yourself with a shit chisel. <laughs> Add another layer to it. Just equip with a belt around your that's neck. That's how you win. More challenges. <laughs> More <laughs> challenges. You still die. I'm still trying to coin shit chisel as an insult for people. I, think it would be I didn't know if I could get it out of my mouth. You when fucking I was like, shit chisel. That's a good slur, you know? Yeah. <laughs> shit chisel. So now to kind of... To bring it to the, the new topic of the day. So these experimental anthropologists from Kent State University try to fact check this urban legend and recreate the glorious shit chisel from the story. Bobby yeah. lead is off here. Two underground students at Kent State. The undergraduate. Oh, undergrad. <laughs> <laughs> underground. Yeah. Yeah. Underground. Yeah. Well, just, yeah. You know, Kent State, I figured they're they buried underground, underground somewhere. They were underground after doing the Blue Whale Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two undergraduate students at Kent State conducted an experiment to see if under ideal conditions they could fashion a successful shit chisel and use it to cut into a dead pig. For seven days, these dedicated undergrads ate a diet that consisted of only meats and fats so as to imitate the diet of Peter Freuken. And for the entire week, they collected all their shit, froze it, and fashioned a wide variety of knives in a kind of fecal Mythbusters spinoff. Jesus Christ. I, you know, wow. that is what happens when the National Guard starts shooting your students. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's to understand that whole situation a little better, you know? Yeah, that's a reference History. for the millennials. <laughs> so they literally would... They, that's what they took from that whole story is the shit chisel. Shit oh, yeah. chisel. Yeah. It sounds like it could be done. They did it. could be a useful tool, you know? Yeah, that's why shit chisels are so popular. You now. shape your shit and then put it in the freezer? Yeah. All right. And but, I mean, <laughs> right? But Bear Man, he was literally in like the middle of somewhere that was freezing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't bring like a fridge full of fucking yeah. shit chisels. He, he just did it for survivor. He had okay. to work with. Travels with a whole array. Do you have a belt or anything? <laughs> anything. So these kids are doing the Lord's work, Mythbuster style, trying to get to the bottom of this. Uh, <laughs> so one of the undergrounds, I mean undergraduates. <laughs> <laughs> Was quoted as saying, it's funny because we've got this amazing lab. Dead enough is, yeah, hilarious. <laughs> amazing <laughs> lab. Like, imagine if you worked at CERN at the particle collider and they said, <laughs> let's see if we can make shit chisels with this fucking superhadron collider. See, this is the kind of experiment they need to be doing in those plywood labs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last episode. Okay, so, but for that week, I'm not in the lab. I'm in my house pooping in a bag, making knives out of my own feet. He's, he's, it was sort of depressing. This is actually why I moved out of New York. I couldn't deal with Paul's. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost that level. Yeah. Constantly sharpening his shit. <laughs> I mean, it is dangerous in New York. So, you know, you got to defend is. yourself you any which way you can. 
a they weapon. crafted the fecal knives using ceramic molds or simply using their hands to mold the feces into a rudimentary blade before sharpening them with a metal file after they were frozen solid. Then it was time to test them. Oh, man. Good grief. Well, I mean, in a, in a sense, if you are going to use them as weapons, I actually, I have heard this. Maybe I'm making this up. But have you guys heard <laughs> about this? In, in Vietnam, the Viet Cong would set up traps with wooden spikes and shit, but they would cover them in shit. Yeah. So, like, when oh, you, you get, get stabbed, you get an infection. It's like yeah. an extreme oh, cat claw. Extra damage. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. It does make sense of using that. So, you use a shit chisel, boom, not only are you stabbing them, you're infecting them with uh, whatever. Double damage. <laughs> but then you're eating that infected meat, right? <laughs> yeah. Your own shit. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. This is a good like, idea. You know, this must be why it didn't get passed by the FDA. <laughs> this guy had nothing else on him. He had nothing, a hammer or nothing. He took nothing into the fucking... It would be hilarious if he did have a shitload of knives, but that's where he defaulted. (laughs) I'm just going to take a shit and make a chisel. Or he was just doing this at home long before. (laughs) That's what he had. He did have a belt. He's like Batman. He had a utility (laughs) belt, but they were all fucking shit chisels. So this guy was doing it the old natural way, but these people in the lab, they didn't want to kill any animals. They didn't butcher a dog. Instead, they used pig hide cold, hairless, and muscleless pile of flesh with tendons. So they refrigerated the meat, and unlike a fresh kill, they had a little bit of a temperature differential there. But knives, they had a little bit of an advantage on. They froze them with dry ice. That'd be a great episode. You ever see that show, Forged in Fire? No. You ever oh, yeah. The sword guys? It's like, yeah, I love it. It's like nerds that instead of picking computers, they pick blacksmithing or whatever. Yeah. And they build swords and knives and spears. They should have an episode where it's like, build the best <laughs> fucking shit show. Oh, man. I shit chisel challenge. That's hey, it's got do. some alliteration. America loves that. Hash, <laughs> hashtag shit chisel challenge. Better than the will challenge. And all our comedian friends, how hard is it for us to go on TV and do comedy? And these fucking guys making swords. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole season. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And so much more exposure than we've ever they, had. They'd probably get booked before any oh, of yeah, us be, would. Yeah, just pick a random nice. profession from the 1800s. You'll get on TV faster. <laughs> yeah, headline of funny bone. <laughs> <laughs> all right, anticipation's building. I'll let Paul take us home. Unfortunately, even under these ideal lab conditions, none of the molded or hand-shaped fecal knives made from either scientist's feces succeeded in cutting through the hide. The knives simply melted upon contact, leaving behind skid marks of melted poop and failure. Jesus Christ. Skid marks of melted poop and failure is how I would describe my comedy career. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it wouldn't work. It melted. Not quite the storybook ending we had hoped for here. And no fapping. They didn't masturbate during this? Oh, yeah. Is that a thing, too? We don't know, but I think if they would have not killed the clown, they probably would have had a little bit more success. People would have been sturdier. They probably tainted this experiment. <laughs> yeah, so, I yeah. mean, maybe the real failure here was just trying to turn your poop into knives. I mean, I'm sure you can make all kinds of useful tools out of your own Yes, yeah, spoons, forks. A bowl. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> if, 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 you're, if you're really adventurous, a spork. Yeah. <laughs> a nice Mother's Day present. Right. You know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, hopefully this will air before Mother's Day. Then we can <laughs> put this under the Mother's Day gifts ideas. <laughs> All right, gang, so moving on to our next topic, unethical life hacks. We've scraped the bowels of the internet to find the most amazing life hacks for those brave enough to dare. So set your moral compasses south and join us for this edition of Unethical Life Hacks. Now make this a little bigger, Paul's a little older. What I'm reading, there's so many words in so many places. I tell you, uh, oh, I'm not comfortable with this language. Uh, all you high school whores, teen thoughts. Thoughts? Thoughts. Paul is 85 years old. And blowjob Barbies, find the weirdest kid in your class and give them some ass. Use that cooter to stop a shooter. Oh, there it is. Good God, what's happening? Well, I've seen that bumper sticker of Flying J's. Yeah. What the fuck is a thought? I've never heard that one before it's, either. Really? It's an acronym. Uh, car- yes. Educators, yeah. Carlos. Jesus Christ, okay, well, man. Acronym God, for- thoughts are that whole over there. It's basically like basic hoes. That hoe over there. Okay, so it's a basic hoe. Yeah, it's like a basic so that what they're saying here. God, it's, it's like I'm explaining yeah, it to this group of hospice members here. <laughs> uh, I know what high school whores. Uh, you know, I think I know what that one is. 
<laughs> I remember that one. So what they're saying here is, hey, hoes, find a weird kid, uh, give him some ass, and then he won't fucking shoot your face off. Oh. Which I think okay. is not a bad idea. That's I mean, a bona fide life hack. You can't really put that on the hoes, but I mean, if you are a hoe anyway, yeah. It's charity. You write it off on your taxes. Well, right? it's yeah. like we've talked about this before, how I think, you know, incel, you've heard that Yeah, term. I've heard that term. All right. I'm thinking like, you would want any of these motherfuckers shooting up at the place. Legalize prostitution. Don't make it so fucking oh, hard. Dude. Yeah, for these socially inept people to find somebody to fuck, and then they won't be so mad, and they won't shoot up the place. I don't yeah. know if vagina is a cure, is it? Though it's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, maybe for them, maybe for a high school kid. But I don't know. Now you like this age, like, yeah, no, 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 yeah, exactly. So you might delay the shooting two months. <laughs> but I think they're still gonna do it. You know what I mean? Because life's just too hard, but, uh, and you're just deeply troubled. Because your fucking bipolar personality disorder, vagina's not going to fix that. It seems like your policy is like, hey, this guy is killing you. He's doing you a favor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all for the women fucking men. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, general. legalizing yeah, prostitution yeah. is Carlos' cure it. for every. Yeah, I'm against it. women fucking men. Well, if you're against that, then you must be pro rape. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, I'm Paul not. Paul Hooper that. is pro Shame rape. Truth, that bro. is the tagline that we're going to advertise no, this podcast for. One of the kindest men ever. How, you, how dare you? Fucking, but now you get fucking music. Let's add it together. I, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think we got what we needed, guys. We can just shut, that's it, that's can that's shut it, down start, the podcast. Open with that and end with that. All right. I'll let Bobby pivot to this next one. (laughs) Next time you're in a very religious country, what the fuck are you doing that for? Uh, Take a a friend to a restaurant with you. After you finish the meal, kiss and get thrown out for being gay. Free meal. Or killed for being gay. And then you get your meal for free, and then you are immediately stoned to death. Yeah, Sharia law. It's a win-win. It's going to throw you out. Please leave our restaurant. (laughs) Didn't you do Kuwait at some point? Or one of these uh, backwards countries? What's that? Didn't you do a tour of... uh, I did a, yeah, one of those military tours over there. How did you survive this shit? Because we were on military bases with, like, military escorts. But, yeah. So uh, that's how you didn't get killed yeah i didn't get killed otherwise i would have probably i don't know it, it, on the one of the airline magazines we we're going to one of these countries it was like sharia law attendance oh, sharia sorry. law Holy on the fucking airline magazine you know where united airlines usually trying to sell you a wine club or something <laughs> they have sharia law <laughs> oh it was terrible it was have terrible you, it was scary you, like were you concerned at all yeah i was really scared <laughs> i just saw stanhope a few weeks ago and he talks about when he did the southeast asia tour have you seen him We'll talk about that shit. Apparently, he like canceled Singapore or some shit. No, Thailand. Uh, it was like the king of it? Thailand. I, okay, I don't know about oh, the fucking. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was like you can't say shit because they still have a king or some shit. And he was like, "Well, I've talked about how kings are bullshit," and so he canceled the gig because he's he, like, "I don't want to be jailed." He was afraid man. to go to j- Dubai. Tiger Woods spit on the ground like during a golf tournament. Not this was just one of the clearest like spit. Yeah. And they find him. Oh, he had to apologize wow. to the country. Really? Yeah, you can't spit on the ground. It's like this real disrespect. Scandal move. over yeah. there. Well, I mean, they They're only like, have like fucking what two acres of grass and fucking. <laughs> yeah, you can't spit like, on a golf course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The rest of it, they spit on the sand. We got fucking miles. It's of fucking ridiculous. There's like, a lot of I've anxiety. Never, I've never done any comedy overseas at a principal. <laughs> yeah. But if I ever get, did get sent out that way, I would be concerned. What about Colombia, your homeland? Well, I mean, I'm regarded as a god there. So <laughs> it's, like, you it's, it's very hard for me to go there and not be taken seriously. I watched that Pablo Escobar documentary the other day, and I thought about you. Yeah, yeah, Medellin. I can't believe he didn't kill you <laughs> and your family. Yeah, that's a, You're lucky that's, to that's, escape. Well, that's how powerful I am. I can't even be touched by fucking Pablo Escobar. Pablo, oh, man. <laughs> I intimidated <As> Pablo Escobar. <laughs> All right, what color stick is on this next one here? If your child is diagnosed with autism or cancer, save hundreds of thousands of dollars by instantly putting them up for adoption. I love that it's instant. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like as soon as you get the diagnosis. You also like live at a fire station. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's got a great joke about this. Do you remember that joke? I do remember the joke, but I don't remember how it goes. It's it was been like seven years old. It was like, got my kid... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. But he got his kid tested for autism. He tested negative. I'm like, I don't know why you're happy. Now he's just 
old fashioned dumb. Anything yeah. to call it. They, they yeah. was, yeah, I yeah. like that joke. That joke worked for like two years, and then this autism stuff took off, oh, and then it really? took a turn on me. Oh. Yeah, people were like, oh. Turned <laughs> laughter to groans. It's so great. Yeah, because like, why are you so happy about it? Now the kid just is dumb. Old, dumb. He's just fucking dumb. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> this autism, you're not diagnosed with autism. As soon as you, it takes a while to figure out you're autistic, right? Cancer, you know a baby had cancer, but you wouldn't know the ki- baby's autistic. So if you're going to put it up for adoption, yeah. right? you got to sit with it. Oh. Just yeah. the first like, time oh, it mildly get... annoys you, get rid of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, yeah. that's the goal. Well, you're on the side of caution. And <laughs> also, you got to ask the doctor, is, is this just like plain dumbass autistic? Or I can win blackjack Oh, autistic. the savant. Yeah. It yeah, is the savant. Yeah, yeah where he plays piano, like concertos. Yeah, yeah. Get a savant, man. It says, can I make money off of this? Or is is this just plain ass? Yeah. Right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Licking the floor. Am I going to get a good return on my investment here? Yeah. Carnegie Hall or school shooter sort of exactly. thing. Which way are we going with it? What's right. the liability on this one? All right. So this next hack, Jehovah's Witnesses have a deep held belief in community service and they love to help where needed. So the next time they come knock on your door, Ask them to mow the yard or shovel the snow off the walkway. So this is kind of like one of these unknown things about these minor religions that they will typically do anything you ask. Is that right? They will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do them, get part them to of their do the religion. whale challenge. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one. Get Sleep them. in next Saturday. I, I haven't seen a Jehovah's Witness in years because New York, you know, that heathen hotbed. <laughs> they, don't, they don't knock on doors Imagine there. Having They're just a go- exhausted. Oh, my God. Having a four-story walk up in New York City They're just to knocking. spread the word of fucking <laughs> Jehovah. Fuck no. <laughs> no. I've gotten them plenty of times. Oh, really? Yeah. But. You know what? I think they are spreading because <laughs> I... we got to contain this epidemic. Well, <laughs> well, when I lived in... Yeah, exactly. Like an <laughs> epidemic. When I lived in Colombia, I know... Like, everybody's Catholic, as most of Latin America, but I have... I mean, I haven't lived there in like 20, 25 years. You know, after I defeated my enemy, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> That's right. I, thought, I was hoping you Yeah, yeah. There was nothing else for me to do. That's it. You know, I'm at the top of the world. <laughs> but since then, I have heard stories of like, there's a lot of Protestants in Colombia, which I'd never heard of when I lived there. And oh, really? part of it is that, you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons or whatever the fuck, they're proselytizing or whatever. Do Mormons know. knock on doors? Oh, yeah, yes. That, do that, they? I don't know. I think they just cycle. They just cycle around in suits. Yeah, the difference is they have like the short sleeve white shirts and they always oh. ride bikes and the Mormons come with like you know usually a bigger group you know what I did one time when I was in middle school you know like you have book reports where you're like alright you're gonna be Abe Lincoln read about his life his biography or autobiography and then he didn't have an autobiography I'm sure but uh, in Colombia we did Pablo Escobar you Pablo Escobar everybody did Pablo <laughs> yeah, Escobar basically it was it's just to show respect like for 75 <laughs> people doing Pablo Escobar <laughs> <laughs> or you would get kidnapped and shot that's it. Killed. Yeah. Shot at a bus stop. Mm-hmm. They And then, uh, so you had to get up and be this famous person. So I went to the library and I was just being lazy and I saw a blue book and it said Brigham Young. <laughs> <laughs> and I just did Brigham Young because I thought it was a cool name and I love the color of the book. I was raised Baptist. So when I got up to do this book report and his 42 wives and some, like all the kids perked up. Yeah. I loved it. And then the teacher's like, are you Mormon? And I'm like, no, I'm raised Baptist. She's like, this is amazing. <laughs> I was like bridging the gap between all these cultures and all these people. Wow. She's like this kid, straight A's, and there was a Mormon kid I didn't know in the class, and he's like, "You're not Mormon." He's like, oh, "I have never told anyone I was Mormon." Wow. Yeah, I've brought people together. Look at that. I'm like, like I've known laziness. you for a long time, and this is the first time you've told me the story of the peak of your entertainment career. <laughs> that was it. That was the highlight. So, yeah, yeah. It's all been English. downhill since then. <laughs> it has. Fuck yeah, it has. <laughs> <laughs> it has. All right. Well, I'll let Paul take his home on this last oh, one. I gotta read again. Pro tip: If you're a man and are walking down the street at night alone with a woman and you feel like she's afraid of you, shout rape statistics that it's far likely for her to be violated by her male family members, friends, or neighbors to reassure her that you're not no threat. That's the <laughs> ripoff of a Hannibal Burris joke. Well, this is? Yeah. What is so it? this is someone. Who is this? Who is this? At Leo Smith 19. Yeah, we're on to you. The, more than a life hack, just a hack. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking it's comedy. a plain old hack. <laughs> but what, you have me read that shit. I feel dirty. Again, we edit this later, so it'll be like, Paul Hooper says. <laughs> hey, motherfuckers. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. Please, please, please go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Rate us there, as well as Stitcher and Podcast Republic. We'd really appreciate it. Help spread that indecorous word. Tell your friends if yeah. you haven't. 
If not, then just make some friends. Yeah, tell your internet friends. Oh, yeah, just tell random people out on the street. Yeah, go bark for our podcast. Go bark for our podcast. <laughs> this is a bringer podcast. Yeah. Bring 50 people. This whole podcast is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> All right, so hard pivot coming here, gang. Dark histories of our favorite corporate overlords. This week, we are doing Wendy's. Everyone knows this amazing brand with the frail ginger mascot. So I'll let Bobby lead us off here. Uh, This one speaks to me. Growing up as a chubby kid in the 1950s, Wendy's founder Dave Thomas was often rejected by girls for being too fat. So he set out on a diabolical payback quest to bring type 2 diabetes to thousands of men, women, children, and beasts alike. In the 1960s, he worked side-by-side Colonel Harlan Sanders before KFC existed and even helped KFC get off the ground initially. He used the money he made working with Sanders and KFC as startup capital for Wendy's. Wow, so he knew Colonel Sanders when he was just a lieutenant? (laughs) (laughs) Sergeant Sanders. Is that real? Yeah, totally real. So the backstory is this. Before there was a KFC, Colonel Sanders had a secret chicken recipe, and he had this equipment that was like a rotisserie slash deep fryer, and back in the day, no one had these things. So what he did was he went to mom-and-pop restaurants and sold the equipment and sold the secret oh. recipe. And Dave Thomas worked as the head chef for a mom-and-pop company that purchased from Colonel Sanders his secret shit. And then he set him up and said, here's how I use it. And the two of them kind of became pals. Eventually, Dave Thomas left the mom-and-pop he was working for and ran three independent mom-and-pops. But eventually became the first three KFC franchises. So like these two... Oh, KFC. I had no idea about this. This is why this podcast is the most interesting podcast in the world. I'm telling you, man. Wendy's was conceived as a way for its founder, Dave Thomas, to definitively play favorites as he named his company after his favorite frail ginger daughter with a speech impediment in the fall of 1969. His three other daughters, Pam, Lori, and Molly, were salty for the next 25 years. Legend has it that the extra saltiness of Wendy's fries can be attributed to this. Uh, And I see what you did there. (laughs) But I mean, but the good news, though, is that Molly did eventually get a drug named after her. I was going to say, yeah. That is nice. She built that successful empire. (laughs) Wendy, her real name was something like Melinda or something, and she had a speech impediment and couldn't pronounce her own name. Oh, really? She couldn't pronounce Melinda and ended up sounding like Wendy? Yeah, yeah, she couldn't pronounce her own name, so they just like, oh, we'll call her Wendy. You know, so it was like, kind of oh, like, I thought she was just trying to say Melinda, and then it came out as Wendy. A <laughs> hell of a fucking speech impediment. So moving the timeline forward. So Wendy's, they use square burgers made of love. So for those that don't know, this is how most fast food hamburgers are made, but especially Wendy's. It's either this shit or it's the pink slime. They advocate they don't use the pink slime, but here it is. The love the consists pink what? the pink slime. You never heard of the pink slime, bro? Pink slime? Pink, pink, pink slime. Pink, like pink. No, what's that mean? The color pink. Yeah, so they bleach the shit out of the hamburger because it's so toxic, so they have to get rid of all the bacteria and all the funk, so they bleach it, and it just like is white as shit, so then they have to put this pink food color and shit back in it to try to make it look like it's real food, and it's just this terribly toxic process. Wendy's is like braggadocious about, we don't do the pink slime, we have au naturel, but here's what they really have. So this is their defense of not using the pink slime. So three-step process to create hamburger heaven. Step one, procure cheap, high-muscle, low-fat beef, often from South America, and hope it's mostly from cows. Step two, add back in pure animal fat from cows, pigs, and other mystery animals. And step three, once the fat is applied to the hamburger mix, it becomes mostly white. So to get the color just right, they add in cow hearts and guts, which turns the final product back to red. And now I will say this: oh, I've never had a cow heart. I've had chicken hearts. Man, that's not even a joke. Yeah. I mean, I know you were fond of the. the oh yeah, pull my nut out. Putting your nut out and calling <laughs> it a chicken heart phrase, but this, though, this is just a happy coincidence. <laughs> yeah, okay. but you ate them. It's full of blood, though, isn't it? I don't know what happens to the blood, but it's not like you're biting into it and blood is slipping. At that point, it's cooked enough that it's coagulated or whatever. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, like blood sauce. So- you don't like blood sauce. So- I've had it though. It's awful. What the- How do you not like terrible. blood sauce? It's, it's great. terrible. I wasn't raised during the Escobar years. Of- <laughs> <laughs> just that type. All right, so moving the timeline along. So I'll let Paul take this, this one at the bottom here. In 1984, elderly actress Clara Peller was used in their famous "Where's the Beef" ad. She was fired in 1985 when she did an ad for another company, Prego. Proclaiming that she finally found the beef. Taylor was replaced by the soft-spoken Dave Thomas. Both focus groups determined that an elderly man looking for the beef sounded gay 
So the marketing <laughs> pivoted towards Dave just being folksy and acting like a grandpa. <laughs> That's groups. what the focus group said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they tried it out. I mean, he, he got on there and was like, ah, where's the beef? And everyone was like, oh, he... They all in unison just said, gay. <laughs> I mean, we're cleaning it up because this is a clean podcast, but they actually used the F word. Yeah. They did yeah. try that one commercial where it was just him in a strip club, but that didn't really Wow, where's the beef? So this, I remember that. So the where's the beef? old lady was like the original Verizon Sprint guy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. That dude that switched from like, ah, I'm Verizon, but now I love Sprint. Yeah, like Jared's going to come back in the game I hear in 2020 for Jersey Mike. <laughs> yeah. They've already got him lined up. That's right. Yeah, he's just going <laughs> to switch teams. <laughs> or just like some mom and pop, like someplace trying to get off the ground. Like Is that she... scandal's blowing over. You get Jared for, Pedophilia you know, 1500 bucks. trending better this year, right? I mean, if you, yeah, I guess if you don't give a fuck about anything, then yeah, get Jared. I mean, we should get Jared to promote our pod. I mean, you should. De- that would be great. depending on how this goes, <laughs> we might have desperate measures. Well, I think we could afford him at this point. Our bar is pretty low, so if any... How is he in prison? Can he record in prison? <laughs> yeah, uh, Ian, get on the Skype thing. I need to get on yeah, Skype he thing. Can do that. Let's find out if yeah. Jared can Skype. Skype with Jared. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be a brilliant... The podcast that Skypes Jared in as a fucking co-host. Oh, man, I love it. I'll let Bobby take us on this next one here. Uh, so despite the success in the U.S., Wendy's has famously failed in virtually all other foreign markets. They've closed thousands of stores and completely exited 16 countries. They tried to spin the failure as strategically closing stores that failed to meet their high cleanliness standards. Meanwhile, in the U.S., they famously served a human finger in a bowl of soup. It was later determined that savvy customer had purchased the finger off a friend for a hundred bucks and tried to swindle Wendy's. Oh. You guys remember this one? Yeah, it was just like it was a scam. And at one point, it seemed like the lawsuit was going to be plausible, and they were like willing to settle for fifty grand. But they had more investigation and turned out that it was uh, an inside job. Yeah, you can't fuck with Wendy's lawyers, man. But you know the best part about that though is even though they ended up winning the suit, do you know how many times? A news anchor probably said human finger and yeah. Wendy's oh, yeah. in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even uh, though this has been so. totally disproving, however long it has been, it's still being mentioned in irresponsible podcasts yeah. around the country. <laughs> irresponsible podcasts. Still yeah, being it. mentioned. Their yeah. chili is good. I respect them for serving chili at a fast food I, restaurant. It's got to eat it every day. I don't get chili very often, but I do like their variety in, uh, in uh, products and food products. It's a, I it's a ringing this. endorsement. Thank you. Such enthusiasm. Listen, man, we, we don't have any sponsors on this fucking podcast. We're doing the best we can. And we can. never will. we trying to get that anybody. kind of energy. Any Wendy's. They're pink fucking slime. The whole Carlos take is down one of the darkest marks Wendy's ever got. So this is... All right. Wendy's was responsible for the breakup of the popular band The Violent Femmes. Uh, <laughs> Lord, this is news to me. In 2007, after presumably strong-arming the band, The Violent Femmes licensed their most famous song, Blister in the Sun, to Wendy's for a commercial. But some of the members were butthurt over selling out, while others fought over how to split the royalties. So after a two-year legal battle, the band broke up. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Name another Violent Femme song, all right? <laughs> 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 That's just a happy coincidence. They took their fucking fat yeah. check and they got out of the game. Yeah, the other it was mem- a smart move, honestly. The other members were like, hey, why, why couldn't you just license Finger Chili? <laughs> <laughs> is that the one? Is that the band? with the, Who's the lead singer of the band? Wayne uh, Coyne? Uh, no, it's that's uh, flaming lips. Flaming lips. I get those two confused. Yeah. I know that's really well, hurtful. Well, to I mean, fans. flaming lips do get put into Wendy's burgers. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That might be the uh, the source yeah, that's of the what, confusion. Uh, that, that was uh, Dave Thomas's nickname. So uh, the, the marketing has reflected a shift from southern colloquialisms to more of an urban dog whistle, if you will. In 1981-82, their corporate slogan was "Ain't no reason to go anywhere else." 83 to 84, parts is parts. I guess you know. Wait, finger what? Finger. what? Dude, that was it. That, that was a Insp- inspiring finger up. fucking. Was that the favorite. same year as the chili? I, you know what? Incident. Yeah, it was unfortunate. It came out at the same time that uh, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. We might was be able out. to throw out that lawsuit on a technicality here. That was almost baiting. Uh-huh. So eighty-six. Where's the beef? Of course, eighty-seven to ninety-three. Give a little nibble. A, I don't uh, remember any of these other. I don't remember. Give yeah. a little nibble. Hey, you know, this would have been great. I would have been 15 years ago. I'd be like, ah, you know, like Marv Albert. 
You remember because he used to he liked to bite. Oh, women. that's right. Oh, yeah, we yeah. Right. I mean, can we we ever do this podcast on a time machine? That'll be my reference. <laughs> Marv fucking Albert. Marv Albert. And you know what? <laughs> when you say time machine, Mike Tyson should have been the mascot from '87. Oh, look, oh, that's oh, even better. That's yeah. even better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they went with that's right. 2006 to 2007, and then uh-huh. 2007, they keep dumbing it down, and they went, uh-huh. I, I like that they're just like, I'm, we're not even using words anymore. Nothing. Yeah, I, like, and then in 2019, <coughs> it was, meh. So, yeah, but yeah. for a minute there, they had like a, a nice sassy black woman phase. They, yeah, they did have, a, uh-huh. you can very, oh, that's right. very clearly hear the sassy black woman cutting through, and then present, we got you, and I'm sure in the future, it's just going to be, sup. They got to bring back that where's the beef, man. That's the only one that worked. That's yeah. the only one. Yeah. That's the only yeah. one. Yeah. I had people in my family that thought that was hilarious. At the time. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, people love that shit. Is that where you got your sense of humor? Myrtle Bennett t-shirts. Yeah, I was going to say, still got a t-shirt every Christmas. <laughs> that's, that's it. Where's the beef? I had a where's the beef t-shirt and an Ollie North for president t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid. That were <laughs> and. North Carolina public schools. I'll let Paul closes on this last. Oh, one I got to read again. Oh, the shit you've made me read is just incriminating. That's <laughs> 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 so read, read this into a mic. <laughs> yeah, look at that. I get the worst things. <laughs> I get the fucking worst things. I haven't even looked. There's already an in bomb fiasco in the second line. <laughs> That's how Ian wrote it. We were hoping you would just say the, 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 the four words. Oh, yeah, it's it. seven or eight times in a row, loudly. I mean, I'll, even if you don't, I'll put it on loop on when I start <laughs> yeah, editing the podcast. <laughs> Carlos, wasn't your it. first album called End Bomb Fiasco? It was End Bomb Fiasco. End Bomb Fiasco. In 2018, when he's almost purchased Papa John's, but after the End Bomb Fiasco... They quickly pulled the offer. Today, Wendy's is being boycotted and protested by progressive groups all around the country over their supply chain practice of procuring tomatoes from Mexico where workers are exploited. Virtually all other U.S. food chains have moved their tomato supply chain to Florida where workers are paid a living wage and for decent working conditions. I'm pretty good at reading. Think about that. I got through that. That's a fucking paragraph. That's You're giving paragraph. me the hard ones. Yeah. Well, yeah, you always know somebody's good at reading when they say they're pretty good at reading. <laughs> I just yeah. was proud of myself. Well, I mean, that's how Recognize I Recognize my skills. That's how I first found out Paul was a good comic, because he wouldn't stop saying how good of a comic he was. <laughs> yeah, pat myself on the back for every little accomplishment. <laughs> I mean, attention, I don't know. attention, attention. Is this really that much better that they're buying their tomatoes from people in Florida? Those people have to live in Florida. <laughs> so he goes like, there's apparently this big workers advocacy group in Florida that has strong-armed every single like major fast food chain into using them because there's all these inhumane working conditions in Mexico and South America. In Florida, they've had all these people migrate over there and join this massive union. That's like, oh. so it's just like, and, and they've kind of got McDonald's to play along. And Wendy's is like one of the last holdouts. It's like, oh, we just want cheaper tomatoes. Fuck you guys. Well, that's kind of smart, actually. I mean, if you, I'm not a business person, but if you did find out, it's like, all right, what's the crop that gets exploited everywhere else? All right, let me just do, well, that, do that here, yeah. and then we'll just shame the company into being like, hey, you got to buy my uh, pickles. Ethically sourced You got to get my pickles here from, uh, God damn, I can't even think of a state. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> come on, Paul. You're the king of references. There's 50 of them. Well, you need a pickle reference? Yeah, like a state that would uh, yeah, I don't know if it's famous for pickles. I don't know where they produce pickles. I don't know the yeah, places they're yeah, known yeah. for pickles. Well, Just pick like one. The, this is why our comedy duo never fucking no, took off. Never, we <laughs> sold out. It was always me like, hey, Paul, give me a thing. And like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what about. it is. We waste so much time, so much dead air that you get booed <laughs> off stage. That was the name of our duo, Dead Air. Oh, man. So, so today, Wendy's, they enjoy decent market share. They're third in the U.S. and are still the only one out there repping the gingers. And we still need a sponsorship, so we love you, Wendy's. We're just kidding. <laughs> We're just kidding, Wendy's. They're still doing great after all that. Still well, killing it. Now they've got like an awesome, sassy Twitter person. They have a oh, sassy Twitter person. I yeah. heard that you hear this Arby's thing about the social media thing with a Pharrell hat? No. Pharrell was wearing a hat, looked like the Arby's hat on a American Music Awards or whatever it was, and then so whoever's in charge of Arby's social media is like, we like our hat back. Oh. And it was such a fucking success oh, wow. that it like boosted the company. Holy like the CEO shit. got involved because it was just tied into this pop culture moment. And then it got retweeted a million oh, wow. times. And it was like, I just read some article about it. It's like, I didn't even know what happened. They were acting like, yeah, the Arby's is experiencing like a resurgence because of this Pharrell wearing a hat. Oh, it's, what a dumb world we live in. 
Alright, so here's how it works, gang. We heroically watch hundreds of hours of porn each week. But we do it just to find these gems. The noble task of sitting through countless hours of bukkake, cuckolding, pegging, interracial, senseless midget gangbangs. Just to bring you guys the best Pornhub comments of the week. Alright, let Bobby lead us off here. This is from uh, Jack4836837. You look almost exactly like my ex-girlfriend who mentally fucked me up enough to finally push me to see a therapist. Amazing fap. Keep up the good work. They fap again. What is That's just a it's slapping. It's masturbation. Yeah, it's just, I mean, people are into that. I don't like that sound. <laughs> I don't like it when I'm in I, it. Is that when your balls slap ass too as a fap? I think so. I think technically it's yeah. basically that is yeah. the catch-all onomatopoeia. Is that the right word? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. It onomatopoeia. That's great. That well, you you did that. it. I'm really <laughs> impressed. It's the smartest thing I, you've ever said. I don't know if that was sarcastic yeah, or not, but that was really. <laughs> yeah. You didn't seem to uh, be Buzz. much against the sound when I was right next door to you. Fap. <laughs> <laughs> No, when we, when we shared walls. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll let Carlos take us on this next one here. This comes from Ars Bandit One, so they are British. Jesus! That's how they spelled it. I'd be banging his arse within seconds if he was sitting beside me. Pity we can't see his face, but fuck it. You don't look at the mantelpiece while you're poking the fire, as they say in Ireland. Oh, he was Irish. Oh, it's Irish. Okay. I can see that. Irish. I was going to be for a second. I was like, what is this? Is Braveheart fucking leaving this comment? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Tom Simmons. You know Tom? The great Tom Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just worked with him. Uh-huh. He was saying his dad or granddad used that. That's the first time he's like, my dad used to say. And it he was that. Oh, the, the mantelpiece while poking the fire. Oh, That's not, what his dad or granddad used to say. Oh, not the son. fucking the guy next to him part, but the other part. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Clarification. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got to tell him said, his dad's a hack. You don't look at the mantelpiece while you're poking the fire. Is there a clean way of using this fucking phrase then? Because this is very appropriate for this comment, but what is the clean way of using... It is clean, isn't it? What? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I literally, if you're poking the fire, yeah, I'm no, assuming I know they mean. use this as a metaphor for something else. Is there else. a non-sexual metaphor for yeah, poking you know, the fire? I don't know. For there to be like this idiom to come from Ireland, I'm guessing there aren't a whole lot of lookers. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's basically what you have to say every single fucking time. <laughs> yeah. But Paul, how Watch would you someone. feel about, okay, just, you know, it does not have to be a man. What? All An right. anal I know how home. I don't want one. Phobic you are. <laughs> But if you are if you are having making love, I like to say making Too love man? from no 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 it doesn't. I told you it doesn't okay, have to. Doesn't be. I mean I know to. how you always gravitate towards that. I don't know. I don't but know. if you're from behind and you can't see the face, would you still be able to perform? Yes. Why? What's the problem here? Well, because you can't see the person's face. You don't know how attractive they are or not. That's okay. So you have no interest in their I, facial beauty. Yeah, I prefer beauty. it the way you've said. Yeah. I would take so that. ideally, women wouldn't even have faces. Don't no, I love a pretty face, yeah, but yeah. you know, if it just you were like, that's this, just the way it is. This that's is fine. A, so like a glory hole where you with could a butt. Just, with a butt. <laughs> you'd that's be, perfect, fine with me. You'd be perfectly it. fine I with it. I love it. And you, you've expressed this before. I'm not telling tales out of school here, uh, <laughs> where you don't even mind putting a pillow under your knees. In case the butt is too high for your That's height. That's because I had an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> he had a story is that I'm five, six and a half, five, seven. That's my height. She's five, five. So then we have sex what? doggy style. I couldn't figure out why I was fucking up. But her femur bone was longer than mine. Oh. So oh. I have short legs. So I had to put a pillow always, on my knees. You always gravitate towards the deformed women. <laughs> that was it. And so I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then I realized, oh, her femur bone. She just has longer legs than me. And I'd always have to grab pillows. And I was always rummaging around back there. And she's like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. And I just trying to get You're a pillow. So I didn't have gain to... purchase. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. And it worked. The first time I heard you tell the joke about your taller girlfriend, <laughs> I, you and I are the same height, and our girlfriends at the time were the same height. Same height. <laughs> Five, eight, and three quarters of my school. So I took that joke from the girlfriend 10 years ago and applied it to the most recent girlfriend because of her height. <laughs> it made more sense. I never told oh, it. Yeah, so it sort of fused yeah, two jokes. So your, your comedy is full of lies. <laughs> it, it's very deceptive. Yeah, it's lie. All bullshit. All You're garbage. not even sober. <laughs> sober and lying on stage to people. Just relax. That's it. All right. How dare so, you? 
I'll let Paul take us home on this last one here. Oh, boy. Outro. All right. All right. That's our show, gang. Anyone have anything? Oh. <laughs> Was I not supposed to read that? Yeah, what so do we, I do? Yeah, so go, just start from the top and read all of them. Oh, Christ. We're going to go home, but you still stay here and read, <laughs> read all these. All right. The folks over at Wendy's would like to help out and even sponsor these young girls in this stuffy Duffy, that's bunny correct. challenge using our spicy nuggets now back at your local Wendy's establishment. We, we have to pause and say, for the folks at home, what is the stuffy bunny challenge? You guys heard of this? I've no. never heard of anything. This, this is, again, I say this just about every other podcast where <laughs> Ian's like, you guys heard of this fucking perverted shit? And then we all yeah. have to be like, no, Ian, you can please explain to us what this dark web perverted shit is. <laughs> yeah. All right, gang, here it comes. So this is from Winnie's Official, by the way. The way the Stuffy Bunny Challenge works is where the little girls, they put, like, the food in their mouth and get the, they get the puffy cheeks. And it's just like they just try to stuff another nugget in there until it's just like, what well, baby? Oh, so they look like a bunny. They look like a bunny, yeah. Uh-huh. I think the Wendy's oh, left the first comment. And what does Jack in the Box say? How about the folks over at Wendy's kiss my ass and Jack in the Box sponsors them. They're amazing curly fries. The only curly fries so good they'll make you want to slap your mama. And then Colonel Sanders writing. Fuck your nuggets. Come eat at KFC. We specialize in chicken. Well, I mean, that's direct and to the point, I guess. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it just gets right to, the, right to the money shot. So this is all basically, it just goes back to the theme that we want to be sponsored by some sort of fast food yeah, company. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Great. This is, look at this filth. Wendy's official. Yeah, I don't know why we haven't gotten any sponsorships from like government agencies and things. <laughs> but yeah, for any sponsor potentially wanting to do business, we'll do the Stuffy Bunny Challenge if it'll help entice you a little we'll, bit. We'll fucking do the Blue Whale Challenge. Really. <laughs> I'd love to do that. Any, Please, somebody. For, yeah, yeah, just anybody sponsor us, man. We, there's three hosts here. We can spare one. Like, oh man, think this guy skipped all these other steps and just went straight to killing himself. <laughs> Could have had a cool Yeah, I was going to do it anyway. We might as well get sponsored. There you go. I think we'll call it here, gang. We learned about the Blue Whale Challenge. We learned a lot about the uh, crossover between KFC and Wendy's. We learned... Cool stuff about our friend Carlos. I mean, Carlos had his yes. old roommate yeah, back here. Yeah, we can't. Let's yeah. not do this old roommate thing again. Ah, yeah. This is too much fucking we reviewing. And if you join Patreon right now, Paul has provided us a photo of Carlos <laughs> on the toilet. <laughs> I wish I had that <laughs> so much. Let's Top not do uh, guests from my past anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. You got some plugs, Paul? PaulHooperComedy.com. There's road dates there. And then all social media is Paul Hooper Comedy or at Paul Hooper. But you can just Google for everything. That's what I do to masturbate. Well, you yeah. go to paulhoopercomedy.com. Yeah, yeah. You guys are adorable. I miss, you. I miss Carlos so much. I miss Paul. Carlos Boom Boom Valencia. <laughs> the Italian stallion of Nordic humor. This is intro. <laughs> I'm worried. How's my hair holding up under all the goddamn passion? There's so much blood, sweat, and tears. Sometimes it falls. The bags are still there, aren't they? My fucking eyebrows, I can see them on stage. Like, they're sticking. That's good. New development in the human body. All right. I want to gamble, but I'm not driving way out of town for a casino. You used to have a dog track, correct, Minnesota? Now you got rid of it? No more dog tracks. They're disappearing all over the planet. I love a good dog track. You ever go? Everybody know what I'm talking about? Imagine a horse track with dogs. Anyway, I went to a dog track in Charleston, West Virginia years ago, probably like you guys used to go, to bet on the skinny dogs. I thought about adopting. You know you can do that? A lot of these greyhound tracks, they retire the dog, you can adopt. And I'm like, well, that's good. Everybody needs a bullseye. If you can hit a greyhound with a desert eagle, you hit pretty much anything. Um, a 50 caliber and a skinny dog, that's a good Easter morning. That'll really get the kids out of bed ready for church, won't it? I sort of wish that'd been the end of Marley and me. But, okay. See, now everybody's pissed. All the women are pissed, aren't you? Dog killing, not popular. Wouldn't they have been fucked up if they had done that, Marley and me? Not even at the end when the dog was sick. Like 45 minutes into a feature film, she had shot the dog with a giant pistol and then turned it on Owen Wilson. How much better would that have been? How many questions would she have to answer in that press junket? It'd be the first original thing she's ever done. Good. Another first date movie. Fucking great. Kill a dog. Okay. That's not the point of my story. <laughs> Here's the point. I go in to gamble, right? And like any casino, you go on the planet Earth, they always have live entertainment. They always have a comedian like us, a musical act, 
They went a different route in Charleston, West Virginia, the dog track I was at. They had live entertainment, but 8 o'clock, you know what they had performing? A clown. Ha 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 ha. Hear me out. A fucking clown. And by clown, I mean pedophile with war paint, okay? And don't defend clowns. Some of you think clowns are harmless. They entertain children. Fuck that. No, 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 no. No, they're not. If you're 45 years old, riding a unicycle with makeup on, you're diddling kids. I will not split hairs with you. You are John Wayne Gacy without any follow-through. You have no stick to itiveness. I don't trust clowns. Anybody terrified of clowns? Yeah, two people. I'm telling you, more you should be scared. I don't like clowns. I don't like clowns, cowboy boots, or snakes, which is odd to say out loud. But if I ever see a clown wearing cowboy boots holding a snake, I will shit my pants where I'm standing. No enema needed. Natural fright will ease it on out. And this wasn't even a good clown. A good clown would be at Ringling Brothers, the major leagues of that shitty art. Or at Clown College, honing his craft, whatever clowns practice. They're horn toots and doing cartwheels and parachute pants. They're ridiculous fucking people. Uh, here's my question. Yeah, let's just solve it. Well, here's my question to you. You tell me, what kind of person becomes a clown? That's my question to you. Never mind I ask that. Clowns are not people. That's on the record. I'm glad we're recording. Clowns are not people. If you see them in public, throw shit at them. Spit on them. Spit. Empty your trash on a clown's head. Take your recycling items and your trash, seek out a clown, dump it on their head. You cannot be prosecuted. They have no human rights. Okay, moving on. Glad we solved that one. Follow-up question. What kind of person books a clown? Because that clown didn't just show up willy-nilly, start diddling kids. The sheriff's department would have surely intervened. Somebody thought it was a good idea, like an entertainment director. How drunk do you have to be on Boone's Farm and Visine before booking a clown at a dog track sounds like common sense? What do you do next month for entertainment? Brass Knuckles Night at the Shriners Hospital. What do you think? Then we're having a queef competition. Hear me out on this one. Yep. First annual pocket pressure invitational. What you do is have your wife sit on a paper towel holder, bring her down here, let her blow that hot fish poot across the judges' noses. Yep. And you can stand and win a Ruby Tuesdays gift card for the appetizer of your choosing. Oh, yeah. It's a big week here at the dog track. Come down. We have a lot of giveaways. There's a lot of promotions here. I realize everything I just said to you people was fucking insane. I'm aware of that. But I'm gonna tell you this. Next time you go gambling anywhere on the planet Earth, anywhere on the map, and you're in there playing video poker in a casino, and all of a sudden, out of a backstage curtain, a clown comes firing out, toots a horn in your face, and cuts a goddamn cartwheel, you're gonna go, what the fuck is happening in my life right now? It would be no more absurd to see a vagina fart competition. That's my point to you. I'd rather see a vagina fart competition, if you ask me personally, because there's nudity involved. And as long as you got a good strong bottle of Febreze, I think we're off to the races. You get that Aloha scent. That's what I prefer. Because you want it to smell like Maui and not like a soccer mom. No, no, no. You can't have that. You can't have the stench of soccer mom waft across the room as you place a wager. Make a bad judgment call. Once again, these are facts. If, if you inhale a queef without protection, it changes your body chemistry. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you inhale a queef without protection, chances are you have MS. Simple fact, yes. And Parkinson's and lupus. That's why the term triple threat was invented. So if you've got any future queef dabbling planned, I suggest a burka or a dental dam, something. Maybe you people are reckless. Do whatever you want to do. I'm not going to try to convince you anymore, goddammit.